sometime between 13,000 and 30,000 years ago, early man successfully domesticated their first animal, dogs. It wasn't until around 11,000 years ago that we domesticated the next animal, which was goats or sheep. Dogs have been by our sides for over 10,000 years now, and they have served as everything from hunting companion to protector to lap warmer. I'm looking at you, Shih Tzus. It's likely this multi-millennia long relationship that has been one of the biggest contributing factors in the appearance of dogs in our lore and stories. After all, dogs are practically a cornerstone of our societies, which, unfortunately, may have led to them becoming actual cornerstones, but we'll get to that. Dogs may have been a force for good in our societies for millennia, but they haven't always been considered good things. Dogs are scavengers and opportunistic by nature, so many cultures grew to associate dogs with things that are unclean. Death, corpses, trash, decay. Dogs haven't always been seen in a good light, so it should come as no surprise that dogs appear in some of our lore as malevolent forces. There is one specific type of lore related to dogs that has made appearances on at least four continents. In fact, it's so prevalent that only two counties in England have not reported their own experiences with this lore. So, let's talk about black dogs. Black dogs are an interesting concept because, on the surface, they sound like something very normal. However, black dogs in this context are far from ordinary. They are described as being larger than a normal dog. Some are compared to a Newfoundland, which, if you aren't familiar with dog breeds, is a large black dog that usually reaches over 100 pounds and it's not uncommon for full-grown adults to reach 120 to 150 pounds or more. For anyone outside the U.S., that's approximately 55 to 70 kilograms. Other black dogs are described as being about the size of a yearling cow, which is an average of about 1,000 pounds or 454 kilograms. So either way, we're talking about a big dog. Seemingly, the only exception to the lore of large black dogs is in Connecticut, where the story of a small black dog haunts the Hanging Hills. The appearance of this dog wasn't until sometime in the 1800s, and one account in the Connecticut Quarterly described the dog this way. If you meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy. If twice, it shall be for sorrow, and the third time shall bring death. A glowing review of the dog, to be sure. Black dogs 
are consistently described as shaggy and as having glowing eyes that are usually red, but can also be gold, yellow, or of silvery reflective color. They also tend to make some type of bone-chilling sound, whether it's a howl, scream, or even human speech. There are some variations between different black dog stories, but these are consistent descriptors. There's one more relatively consistent thread between black dog stories, and that is the malevolent nature of the dogs. There are a handful of exceptions to this, but most cultures and stories consider black dogs to be associated with evil and dark deeds. Some stories even report the dogs as actually being shape-shifting humans, or even the devil himself. Black dogs were also thought to be familiars of witches, but that was more commonly believed to be black cats. In Europe, black dogs were associated with crossroads or ley lines, which are invisible lines of energy between places of power of importance, like monuments, places of worship, and even natural locations like mountains. The dogs may be the souls of wicked people who became trapped at a crossroads or in the energy of ley lines, or they may be some kind of supernatural evil guardians of the lines. Black dogs may be seen as part of a wild hunt, which is basically a soul or spirit that wanders with a pack of dogs, hunting for eternity. They may hunt for game, but they may also hunt people so a wild hunt is definitely to be avoided. In some Muslim countries, black dogs have carried a close association with jinn, which is likely due to jinn spending time in undesirable places, like trash dumps and cemeteries. Depending on who you ask, jinn can either turn into a black dog or use some type of otherworldly black dog as their mount instead of something like a horse or a camel. It's thought that this association came to pass when people saw dogs scavenging for food. Anyone who has a dog knows that it is not uncommon for dogs to rummage through the trash. Desperate dogs were even seen in cemeteries digging up graves to eat the recently deceased. If you noticed a black dog routinely crossing your path, or maybe even watching or following you, you may be a victim of jinn possession. There is a black dog in Theravada Buddhist beliefs by the name Mahakanha, or Great Black, whose purpose is to frighten unrighteous or wicked people into living a more virtuous life. He has a dog's bark, but he is also able to roar, which helps get his point across when dealing with unrighteous people. He may even hunt down unrighteous monks and set them back on the correct way. In England, there are a ton of stories surrounding black dogs, usually as a bad omen or a direct threat. In York, 
the barghast wanders the small streets and paths known as the Snickleways. This dog is more of a haunt than anything else, but his appearance is said to foreshadow the death of someone. Sometimes, the barghast is claimed to be a shapeshifter with close associations with wizardry or witchcraft. One dog, known as the Black Dog of Newgate, was said to haunt Newgate Prison. One story about this particular dog tells of a man who had been sent to the prison to be tried for witchcraft. He was put into an area with other prisoners who were starving due to the poor conditions of the prison. And so the man was killed and eaten by the other prisoners before he could be tried. The prisoners who killed the man began seeing the dog after the murder, and they were so frightened by the dog and fearful of the repercussions of what they had done that they killed the guards and escaped from the prison. The prisoners escaped into the nearby forest, believing they were home free, but the black dog of Newgate hunted the men one by one until they had all been killed as punishment for the murder they had committed. The two most well-known black dogs are Padfoot and Black Shuck. Padfoot was known to be able to make himself invisible and would follow behind people. He is named Padfoot because the people he hunted were able to hear the padding of his paws behind them, even when they couldn't see him. And sometimes they even heard him dragging a chain, as if he had escaped from his master in hell. Padfoot was also said to be able to roar a frightening roar that people reported they had never heard before from any known animal. The thing about Padfoot is that you were better off to keep walking and ignore him, because once you acknowledged him, he would be able to hurt you. One unfortunate man was dragged off into the brush after he attempted to kick Padfoot. He was dragged all the way to his own home and left bloodied below his own window. Another man attempted to hit Padfoot with a stick, but the ghostly apparition of Padfoot was not able to be hurt. The man was so frightened that he ran all the way home and believed he was safe. However, he died from a mysterious sickness only a short time later. Black Shuck is probably the most deadly in Black Dog lore, because he causes direct harm as well as portending some kind of doom. Black Shuck first appeared during a strong electrical storm in 1577 during a church service. As the storm raged, a huge black dog suddenly appeared in the church. He was Shaggy, which is where his name is believed to have originated, as Shuck roughly translates to a form of the word Shaggy. While in the church, Black Shuck gave off fire and heat, even lighting things on fire as he walked. Two men were killed in the church, and another was left injured. With a crack of lightning, he disappeared as quickly as he appeared. 
but he was seen later that day in a church in another village, this time killing three men. It was at this church that he reportedly left claw marks behind, which are still visible today. In another village, there is a road called Shuck's Lane due to the frequency of the dog's appearances there. People who have seen him have claimed that he disappears quickly, but leaves behind the smell of sulfur and scorch marks on the ground. Even if Black Shuck doesn't harm the person who sees him, he usually is a bad omen for them. Interestingly, the first mention of a black dog in lore was in 856 in France, where church parishioners claimed that a black dog materialized in the church during the service while the doors were closed. Parishioners claimed he walked slowly down the center aisle, looking around as if he was looking for someone or something. Seemingly not finding what he was looking for, the dog dissipated and was not reported to have been seen after. There is a story about a black dog from Jersey in England that is especially interesting because the dog never existed and was never actually seen by anyone either. You see, there was a lot of smuggling happening in the area at the time. Suddenly, rumors started circulating about the black dog of death that was seen near the harbor. The rumors said that the dog's appearance was a predictor that storms were coming. It was claimed that the dog was dangerous and would kill whoever crossed its path, or even their loved ones. But it turns out that the Jersey black dog was actually a clever guise by smugglers to keep people away from the harbor at night, allowing them more privacy to do their illegal deeds. But black dog lore isn't all bad dogs. There are some dogs known as guardian black dogs that flip the script of the lore. One man claimed that he was walking a forest path at night when he was suddenly joined by a large black dog. The dog simply walked by his side, disappearing as soon as the man left the forest. Later, when the man returned to the path to go home, the dog appeared again and walked with him as he went, and then disappeared as soon as the man left the forest. He thought it was odd, but didn't see the dog again and thought nothing else of it. That is, until two bandits were arrested later. The bandits confided to the chaplain that their first intended victim was the man they had seen walking on the forest path. They had intended to rob and murder him, but they were dissuaded from attacking him when they noticed the dog walking with the man. Instead, they found a less fortunate victim. No word on why the dog didn't protect other travelers on the road. In Somerset, there was a black dog known only as the Great Dog. This dog was believed benevolent, 
and parents would allow their children to play unattended, believing that the great dog would keep them safe. Sometimes, black dogs take on a more neutral stance, or they will attack people who do not meet some form of morality, like with Mahakana. There was one dog who was said to haunt a farmhouse in Dorset, England. The dog never seemed to be good or bad, but just present. As the story goes, the owner of the house grew tired of the dog's presence, and one night he attempted to stab the dog with a fire poker. The dog was not injured and left the house, never to be seen again. But what the man discovered when he pulled the poker from the wall was a cache of gold and money that had been hidden by a previous homeowner. The dog functioned more as a neutral presence rather than a being of good or evil. Seemingly, it only led the homeowner to the treasure and then went on its way. One last piece of black dog lore that fits the theme of morality is also the most gruesome of the black dog stories, and one that is a piece of folklore that has not been definitively proven or disproven, and that is the church grim. There was a belief in parts of England that the first buried in a new cemetery would be tethered to the cemetery as a watchman. To bypass this, a dog would often be sacrificed, sometimes even buried alive, to serve as the cemetery watch. Another version of the church grim was the belief that burying a dog under the foundation of a church would attach the dog to the church as its guardian. The church grim was known to protect the cemetery from those who would do harm, like grave robbers and even Satan, while leaving mourners and visitors be. Sometimes the officiant of a funeral would see the church grim in the cemetery, and based on the behavior of the grim or the direction it faced, they would be able to determine whether the newly deceased was destined for heaven or hell. In Scandinavia, a similar lore exists, except the church grim could also be a lamb, pig, or a horse. Black dogs have made appearances in the lore of other countries as well, including Mexico, Scotland, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Germany, Argentina, and Paraguay. They function as a piece of folklore that is steeped in symbolism and frequently leaves room for interpretation. In today's world, there are rarely reports of encounters with supernatural black dogs, but the centuries of negative press black dogs received, and black cats for that matter, may have created far-reaching impacts in our modern world. In animal shelters, black animals are the least likely to be adopted and may even be euthanized as a result. This phenomenon is known as black dog syndrome and is largely anecdotal, but it's worth saying that lighting in animal shelters is often not the best. 
shadowy kennels and cages, poor lighting, and cramped conditions can often cause darker animals to sink into the background, especially those that are less inclined to jump at the front of a cage for attention. Black cats have the unfortunate distinction of being associated with superstition, which seems to additionally decrease their chance of adoption. As depressing as black dog syndrome is, it's important to keep it in mind the next time you're considering bringing a pet into your family. Keep your eyes peeled for the dark-colored dog or cat in the shadows of the shelter. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wise. I'm sorry that I'm a day late. I had a death in the family and spent most of the week with my family. Please help me create more content for Wise by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash wisepodcast. A new patron-only Wise episode will be released this week. Patrons get two extra episodes per month, and starting soon, they'll be able to access Wise episodes a day early. If you have episode ideas or want to talk to me about dogs or cats, or fish. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at awisepodcast or email me at awisepodcast at gmail.com.